this this also I was gonna say also oh, great podcast, but hey man, this is Bush League. This is ghetto as all hell. <laughs> great. Um guys, this is silly whales. It definitely doesn't mean anything else. It has no other meanings, no other connotations. This is a podcast about mental health and we discuss our journeys and the world around us and how it's changing and how we're changing or trying to change for hopefully the better. But inevitably at one point it will be for the worst. But at least we're not on Epstein's list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, got gratitude for gratitude. I know, right? Like, like well, Kevin Spacey's on the list, but he's actually didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, he's he's done it again. Oh, Kevin Spacey has escaped again. He 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 just he he I, I don't know. Guys, anyway. My name is Alex Cupid. I am a spoken word poet, um, a failed activist of sorts, and most importantly, the one of the many co-hosts of this show. And I say one of the many because I don't know why I said there's, there's only two of us. Because I have so many voices in one. John, <laughs> introduce yourself, Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm Joe Kimber. I work at a shop. Uh, don't know what else to add about myself. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm uh, I'm Alex's uh, friend from very long time ago. Now, where are we getting to now? Sixteen years? -ish? Yeah, man. Something like that. So I've known like you longer than I have. Yeah, that is because, like, for context, me and Joe met each other in school in secondary school, um, and our friendship grew from there. And it's been a very long time, and here we are. We've been talking about doing this for ages, like literally years. So it's kind of weird that we actually are sat down on our respective like computers or laptops making this happen. So if you're listening to this and you hate every second of it, well, <laughs> I, one, I don't blame you, but two, um, know that this has been a work in a lot of progress despite making very little progress here <laughs> yeah to be clear like to give context as well when we say i assume what you mean is that we've been talking about doing online stuff which we have done before we've done online stuff before and like on youtube uh like very little of it but we have and then podcasting wise i mean we've talked about it but like silly whales as a crystallized concept it's not that old, right? Like, it's probably it's a year and a half now. Yeah, half? yeah. Something I think like the that. name. The name was very like new. And and you won me. <laughs> that was it. That's all it took, to be honest. And I knew that it was potentially something that was going to be real one day. Yeah, I was like, I need a name for a podcast, and I can't call it what I want to call it because really dark. Um, but what is something that is just it describes me and you perfectly. And I remember that you have a love of otters. And I was like, I can't really call it silly otters because that just sounds weird. <laughs> um, okay. yeah. And then I was like, whales. Uh, the country whales came into my head first. And I was like, I don't know how to make silly whales work. And I was like, no, the fucking anime idiot. And then I was like, oh, here we are. Um, and I did got you a guy on Fiverr to make it. 
And in you telling me the story uh, about coming up with the name, I then thought immediately, oh, whales like screaming. <laughs> and that, that's why that's what I signed on to, not this whale bullshit. <laughs> Fuck the whales, so they're hunted into oblivion. They're on Epstein's list too. <laughs> oh no. It's happened oh. again. <laughs> Oh, no. oh dear! Travis and Spacey, leave them alone. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, this is um, yes. So that's the history of the idea of this, anyway. I mean, this, but even me is a long time coming. I should say. Oh yeah, like we both have had our mental health struggles, and um, and our positives. You know, we've had our come ups and our come downs, our highs and our lows, and we figured. If no one ever sees these and it gets like 10 views or like one or two views, um, I want this to be a time capsule for whoever is around. I don't, I, I doubt that I'll have any sort of children, but it would be nice for someone who's younger from my family maybe to be like, hey, what did this absolute fucking idiot get up to? Uh, um, Cataloged his like his highs and his lows on a podcast. I mean, on I'm, Spotify, I'm, on iTunes. <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent listening back to this. I don't know if you ever do this, but if I like do a voice note or I like record a video, I always always listen back to it. I don't know what it is. I don't mind my own voice. Um, I just have to listen back to it, and I find it for surprisingly calming for some reason. I'm not quite sure why, but <laughs> so I'm gonna I wish listen. I was like you. I, I don't know where it comes from. There's some weird, like, no, I don't know. I, I like some weird self-loathing that, that that somehow disappears as soon as I feel myself doing anything interesting. <laughs> that is not actually interesting. <laughs> just, just the idea of it being interesting in recorded and all that other sort of stuff. So I'm, 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 I'm cool with this shit. Yeah, like I um. So I'm currently editing and working on my first ever spoken word album. And guys, I hate myself, you know, like I truly hate the sound of my own voice. I have to, I've decided that I'm not going to listen to myself that much longer. So I'm going to hand it over to an actual production engineer to master it for me. I realize I still have to pick the takes to send to him. Right. So I recorded 172 bits of material in the studio. 72 of it was literally me going, testing, one, two, three, testing, final test. <laughs> Let's do it now, guys. Well, why then, 72? <laughs> why is that necessary? Because I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I went into a studio which is unmanned with no engineer. So I had to figure it out on the fly. Right. Um, okay. And I got it quite quickly, but then I got scared that I wasn't doing it correctly. And normally I get paralyzed with this and I would have just kept on saying testing one, two, three, but eventually I just went, fuck it. We kind of have to do it. So now I started to record it and it came out quite good. The issue is, is that I hate my own voice. So I don't know what a good poem reading by me actually is because, well, I, I, I just hate it. <laughs> so I currently, I currently have... I've, I have 70, no, I have 97, like, poems now. Well, takes of recordings of poems. So what I'm doing now is I'm just figuring out 
which ones are actually me reading a poem to completion and which one is me going, fuck, and then and then just <laughs> cutting it short. I'm currently at 33 and I'm at the second poem of, I think I recorded seven or eight. It is torture. Man, that's just, I, I, I'd love to hear every moment of it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. But I know you wouldn't want me to hear it anyway. Well, probably. Would. Like you would enjoy the opening, like the intro to the intro, which I probably won't release anywhere, because literally it's just me going. There's a camera in this room. It's probably watching me go crazy. And I was thinking, like, they must have so many motherfuckers coming to that studio and going, and just sitting there and just freaking the fuck out. Like, oh god, yeah. And I was saying. If I become like, I don't know, mayor of a road, <laughs> that's literally what I said in the actual <laughs> recording. Um, okay. If I become the mayor of a road, um, they will use this against me. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> I've done so much stupid shit in my life. And I think everyone has it to this point now. Like, I go to the gym and a lot of people like who I work with, um, I, I coach football and stuff like that. They're afraid of going to the gym because there's of course been the recent trend on social media of people recording other people in the gym. So these are teenagers who are afraid of doing something to better themselves because of a fear of people with mobile phones. And I was like, that fear is like everywhere. If, if it exists for you, you know, like Mate, it, I've never even, I never even thought about the fact on, that, that people get like, um, you know, recorded at gyms and stuff. Like I never even considered that was a, th that that would be a thing that people would be like, Oh yeah, no, that's obviously not, I don't like that. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you were just saying it. I couldn't believe it, but that's of course yeah. it's true. Yeah. yeah. Man. It's like, Ugh. it's a, a whole, uh, like you not being on social media is the biggest blessing for yourself ever. Like the, amount of vitriol someone can whip up towards somebody else is, is is wild like so there's this guy called joey swole and he exposes people who take videos of other people in the gym and it's like he he does a really good thing because it takes those gym fails videos and it goes hey you're a dick for taking that video rather than actually helping the person who's maybe having, you know, a difficulty at the gym or maybe just not doing something correctly. And I'm like, well, this is what we need. But also there's one Joey Swole and hundreds of people looking for attention on social media. Yeah. Hundreds, thousands, one could say even millions. Like, and I find that, I, th I can understand why young people now go, hey, um, I don't want to do something like going to the gym. I don't want to... I don't want to do anything that makes me look bad. You know, everyone wants to yeah. present the finished product. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I, I don't think I ever would have really gotten into uh, Instagram or TikTok or anything quite, you know, for context, I don't have really like an internet presence and a social media presence. Um, I barely, uh, I, barely had any sort of association with facebook and that's pretty much it the, but i have a crippling interaction with youtube but that's a whole other thing um but i don't have like a, a like an outward profile to people this is prob this is the biggest well not the biggest profile i suppose but like the most 
obvious example of a profile where it's like people are going to hear me and they can react to it. But, you know, I don't really care. But I, 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 I hate to imagine that like, oh, imagine I didn't get into that sort of Instagram game and all of that stuff. Uh, but in the way that young people have that or the way in which they have to kind of like interact through that way, mate, I would have suffered so much because back in the day, like I don't remember us having it mattering that much. Like it mattered a little, but not really. Like it's, if you didn't have much of a Facebook presence, it wasn't that big a deal. Nowadays, I feel like it's much more limiting or, or that like people, if something happens in your school and then someone takes a, a, a video of it or a picture of it or whatever of something you did, like it even if you're not even actively looking at it like everyone's gonna have seen it whereas back then our technology just wasn't in the place for it and the culture definitely wasn't there for like that level of you know surveillance and so on so mate fuck you know even if you don't even if you're not aware of it i feel like it does come for you so that's a that's a a blessing i thankfully like got out got out from and probably i would feel a lot more self-conscious about myself if that was true like you know going forward in life if if that had been the case um yeah, i don't know if yeah. i i don't know if i would have felt comfortable about doing something like this um honestly thinking about it in terms of mental health journeys uh myself and joe have both been through quite a lot uh this i'm gonna include a little introduction at the beginning which i was supposed to do but i didn't do um we're gonna discuss heavy topics throughout this like podcast series which we're going to try and do this weekly i don't know if we can i don't know if you will but the main thing is that as i said at the beginning a kind of a journal of what we're dealing with and what we're trying to battle through and i'm going to give you a brief i don't know maybe a brief maybe not so brief who knows um insight about me a little bit so i have adhd um and I also have a diagnosis of autism. Oh, this is going to kill me in the future. I'm <laughs> like, you know, and there's a lot of like stigma surrounding it. I'm very, how do I say this in the, in a politically correct way. I'm also a black man who doesn't appear to have any of those things. Um, you wouldn't know if you saw me in person, you listen to me now, you probably wouldn't know. No one really knows. Um, I have to tell people. And when I tell people, then they're like, oh my goodness, what the fuck? Or they act like they knew all along and then I want to kill them. Um, <laughs> like, yes. Yes. You know, it's like, so I, I have these things. I got my ADHD diagnosis really late and it was one of like the really difficult thing to deal with. It still is a difficult thing now to deal with. Um, I've suffered, I still suffer from depression, anxiety, uh, like, you know, suicidal thoughts and all that stuff. And, part of my like whole journey was at one point I was really active in like mental health activism and being a, making like, awareness for mental health and things like that. And I still am, but the way I'm doing it kind of changed because kind of don't like the whole mental health awareness messaging. I think it's super easy to be like, Hey, look, mental health is this. Yay. And then forget about it. Or like, if you are in trouble, just talk to somebody. Yay. But they don't, like, calling Samaritans, for example, and I know there's someone who's called Samaritans, is an anxiety-inducing experience. <laughs> because you're calling someone you don't know, talking to someone you don't know, and 
you're seeking help for something that you probably don't know. And it's really difficult to actually point people in the direction of who to talk to and how to talk to. Like, oh, talk to a close friend or relative or a loved one. But like, that's all well and good, but those people don't know how to talk to you, you know? And there's no, like, there's very little emphasis on being the person to be spoken to. Like, there's no, there's very little information of like, hey, if someone talks to you, about their mental this is how you can help and support them and this is what you can say these are things that you maybe shouldn't say um i've only seen a handful and i feel like there's just not enough of that so we have right now a lot of people who overshare on public forums or we have people who just don't really check to see if the person who they're talking to is actually emotionally available for that conversation and that's kind of gotten me a little bit like riled up in a way and i'm bringing this to the fore because see wales is that so you as a viewer as a listener you can opt out of this and i'm not going to be like hey you've left me for dead fuck you i'm not going to do that at all and hopefully neither is joe but i can't speak for joe <laughs> maybe he's already found your location hopefully you're using a vpn <laughs> like oh shit the ip's um, gone yeah like you know it's okay if you you're listening to this and you go they're talking about killing themselves i'm gonna hop out it's okay if you listen to this and say hey they're talking about like you know um alex is being a victim of harassment or whatever i'm gonna hop out that is okay i the last thing i want is for you to feel like you have to listen to this um, especially if you maybe you like the first maybe you like this episode you want to listen to the second one you don't have to you can skip episodes you can you can dip in and dip out but for the most part that is me that is my mental health <laughs> I don't know why I nearly said shit like um, <laughs> do you remember Elliot Hulse's dad yes yeah <laughs> 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 Um, that's gonna be a whole episode <laughs> that is gonna be a whole fucking episode I'm gonna make an episode on Elliot Hulse specifically oh. and just like okay. well all of those guys but yeah <laughs> Joe sure. um, what, what, what's your what, what's your shit <laughs> um, yeah I, so um, I have also been diagnosed with autism ADHD I haven't quite though I'm thinking about looking into it more though I haven't like actually done anything for that um I quite similarly had a diagnosis very late not ADHD but autism it genuinely I was just thinking about it while you were saying while you're talking about your late diagnosis I realized that I it was the middle or it's like april may 2020 <laughs> what a time to, to 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 have that like truly become you know a thing in fact actually the diagnosis probably didn't come until june and the actual like the the beginnings of phone interviews started happening in like april may um i for context as well uh i initially started looking into this in 20 oh my god 2018 
I think, and had a triage in 2019 in February. It took over a year before they got back to me after confirming by triage that I probably should look into, I should be going into this. It took a whole year before, a whole year and two months before I, uh, someone then contacted me and then said, hey, let's start doing some phone interviews. So it's quite a long way and quite a weird time in my life in general. Um, prior to that, uh, there was never a knee diagnosis. I've never been on any medication either. Quite important, I think, for the maybe the context of this conversation going forward, because that will naturally come up in this. I've never had any medication for for things, but I've suffered from depression, general anxiety. Um, all of these things were like pr most of this stuff came from uh, diagnoses that were essentially like. Uh, tests I was asked to do in very specific moments or was stuff that I did on my own and also just my own personal experience listening to or reading about the symptoms and so on or the things that you associate with it back then I thought of it more sympt symptomatically as I do now um, but it was certain uh, it was certainly a long journey and I, I, I don't and even and I started suffering from it definitely when i was quite young probably about seven or eight i, I can't remember exactly but i think it was like year three of primary school which in the uk is about seven eight maybe seven eight nine i can't remember exactly but it's one of those years um and genuinely uh i didn't i didn't believe my mom when she came to me talking about that i might have depression when i was like 14 and it wasn't until i was about 14 15 that i started to believe her um and as I started to read more and she started showing me stuff. So she, a huge aspect of, of my mental health journey, so to speak, has really come from other people kind of interacting with me, which I, not necessarily that they were the best at doing it, kind of as Alex was describing, like the way in which you interact with people with mental health issues and stuff like that. I think it is quite complicated and also something that's genuinely difficult for people who don't have that those issues you know whether neurotypical or otherwise if you don't have a particular kind of issue you don't quite understand the extent of how that issue would affect you i could even say for example it's a bit like the best analogy you can come up with is that we've all felt the pain of like we've all felt kind of like the closest thing to us the severest pain we've ever felt some people might have felt more severe pain but we all know what pain is and i might think oh well Oh, you're feeling pain. I know what pain feels like, but I can't for the life of me actually recall in my head what pain feels like. It, it's too transient in my head anyway. So for me, I'm, ha I'm looking at this person. I'm having to like cognitively tell myself that person's in pain. Make sure you're careful around them about doing this thing. But I have to, but it's, it's because of such experience myself that I at least have even the notion of what to do even though I can't make myself feel that way. And I, I, I would imagine, that, and, and I've had moments, in fact, with Alex where I felt a lot better with my life or things have been going well for me emotionally. And he'll talk to me about something and I'm like, and then it occurs to me that I felt all of this, but I can't quite remember it. I can't quite bring it to mind. I don't have like the, 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 the it, it doesn't like manifest itself in me in such a way that I can like, understand what to do not to do etc like i have to think now how do i act with alex that's a weird situation to be in especially if you have you know like i said 
I, I was probably about seven or eight. So it's been about two decades of, of, of time, uh, you know, where I could directly say that I had such a thing, like, you know, things like depression, anxiety, and that it's just fluctuated over periods of that time. It's much less nowadays than it was when we were in secondary school, man. That was awful. Primary school, I hated. Secondary school, I hated. University, I was suffering immensely. And it wasn't until 21 that things started to mellow out. And I don't know why, which is not exactly the thing you want to be telling people on, on a mental health podcast where you're like, something happened when I was 21. Not quite sure what was going on. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like a few things here and there that I could maybe like put point towards. But, you know, that's 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 not an enjoyable. I, I don't think anyone wants to hear that. I, I should be clear. And I don't particularly if i was listening to someone they were just like oh yes at one point it got a bit better that's not what i want to hear except i will only point out that that does mean that it can come without you realizing that's the that's the the hope definitely is there that things will, will improve and the reality is is that i have i had been steadily improving not necessarily in the way i felt but in the way i was being i was able to act in the things that i was you know I've always had a problem to an extent of being independent and doing things on my own. And definitely that was something that upon actually that improving did mean that while I was suffering and things were becoming difficult and I wasn't necessarily looking after myself very well, I had, I, I had learned things, but I was also getting support from around me. Um, in general, I was supported by, friends I, I had friends that was that was nearby or i had like my parents and so on so for a lot of people that's not necessarily going to be the same um so, so and just in general none of what we talk about uh i think we we spoke about this alex that like nothing that we talk about is like us talking about it from like a uh, a psychologist perspective we're we're kind of talking about this from the perspective of what we possibly can and trying to and what we've extrapolated from our own experiences outward and i've looked i've listened to other people talk about mental health their own experiences and so on and, and stuff so there's something i can bring to the table in a general sense but the, the i think the goal of this is to is to kind of talk about where the a, a, a kind of a not too generic expression of mental health but actually try to more specifically derive what we can from what we've learned from what we've experienced and as we're going forward talking about you know what has been helping us what hasn't been helping helping us and to an extent that would actually be nice to listen back to so i can remind myself what's good <laughs> you know what's good a good thing to do and not a good thing to do. yeah i think it's going to be an interesting project a, a, a happiness project almost um <laughs> <laughs> not that i have like a hugely uh, uh what's the, what's the I, I can't really think of a good word for it but like uh, i don't think happiness is, a, is a, a very achievable goal i think happiness has been shown to be one of these weird things that has been sort of um, a problematic to, like the, the the evolution of the language around happiness has like really gotten into like dark and 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 problematic territory i think and something that could be sold to you we're not trying to sell you that sort of thing. We're merely trying to sell you, sell you. We're not selling you anything. Fuck off. Um, I don't want to. Sell you, I don't want you to buy anything. Off of me. I I think it's li literally we just want to 
by ourselves and, and a, a moment to speak and it's that's the honestly the the best i can hope for um yeah and similarly i think i think i think you already mentioned that we'll probably talk about dark topics and you know things like that um we have been talking to each other for years about this sort of thing i have i am largely quite an open character um as far as like talking about some of this stuff when the occasion arises that will be that's a point that we'll eventually get to i'm sure in other in other episodes but the the primary sort of the primary thing i will say is that like we won't really hold back from talking about our own stuff but we will always try to couch it i think with some reckoning that like it, we, and we might even laugh about it. I mean, there's no doubt we'll fucking laugh about it. We have done, um, but there's going to be moments where we might be, we we might say like, "Hey, you know, this understand this is what we mean by this, or how we understand it to be." When this is a joke we're making, but we're not like directly saying that like this. <laughs> we're not directly having a laugh about this really tragic. I'm I'm not laughing at Alex for like racial abuses experienced, for no, example. But I'll laugh uh, at myself. Exactly. And I'll laugh with him. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a uh, yeah, not really. I don't think either of us was really discussing our, our, our history as such because I think that's what we're going to be. T- we're going to talk about that anyway. But as a as a minor thing, um, should we say we haven't said where we like how like where we grew up and stuff? But should we mention that? Is that even relevant? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sure. Um, I, I I'm born and raised in London from london um hackney specifically east london and you uh when, when did you come to london again when did you move to london i was born in london you were born in london yes yeah, sorry yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i just yeah, never i just never I, I think it's because like it's um i'm also from hackney i think there's like i have like a weird uh, effectively i'm tiger woods like i, I just i look like I'm from three or four different countries. Um, but at the core of it, I'm very much a, a black man. Um, I think like the issue was that I was like, technically could be an American national. Um, yes. I, I think you told me a story once upon a time when we, when we first met each other and it's just stuck in my head that it's like a big deal, like for some reason. And I've never been able to get rid of it. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's a lot of it. Like, I think you're mentioning a bit, and I realised something. I might cut out, like, this is for future me. Um, I might cut out half of the topic of, like, the masculinity stuff. Everything we said around it was gold. (laughs) Um, And I might get us to revisit that another day, but... Yeah, okay. I think... Like, uh, what you just said summarized what I wanted from this podcast, effectively. Um, when we, when I remember when I met you, I wouldn't, I, would, I, I didn't know anything about you, but I was like, oh, this is going to be like a guy I'm friends with for forever. And we 100% have gone through our own trials and tribulations individually and, and together. And um, I remember like through the worst parts of, of my life, you were there and 
through the worst parts of yours, I kind of came in towards the end. And I've always hated myself for that. And I was like, because like your university struggles was something I wasn't a part of. And you telling me about that later on, and you only told me about it properly like two years ago. Um, it, it was heartbreaking to hear. And it, I think we were at such different places when we were both 21 years old. It was like a lot of pressure and there wasn't a lot of clarity I've noticed. Like even even now, like I, I I look back at me being twenty one, it feels like such a long time ago. It does, man. You know, it does. Um, and out of our little friendship group between like myself, you, Toga, like we have our friend Samson, who we have <laughs> Samson's gone missing somewhere. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you, your friend because now you've moved up to like the Midlands area. Um, yeah, I live in Worcester. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you live in Worcester. Like you have your friend, like your Kestis, you know. Mm-hmm. And I t- found out that name is actually really common, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, okay. Like I-, I was the youngest, and and it was very evident. And um, I still look like a child of, and it happened. It happens a lot. And I, I think about like, my mental health journey. A lot of it comes from the fact that I still look like I'm 16 years old. I was at an open mic a couple of days ago and it wasn't, I didn't perform. I got there late, but a, a guy came up to me. He's like, what year are you in? And I was like, what? Yeah. What year are you in? And I was like, year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, like what year? You're in year, year 10, year, year eight, year nine. I was like, come on, really? I was like, nigga, I'm 26. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I wore like my fucking, like my, I look grown up jacket and everything like that. Like, I wore boots, I wore jeans, not a single football shirt in sight. Like, and uh, and guess what? That guy was 15 years old and he thought I was in the same year as him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, go fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then like today, um, we're getting some carpet. Like we, we got our, like, our, our stairs done at, in our home and like I'm packing stuff up because I I, te- I don't really have anything left in London to accomplish technically, so I might. I, I was I've been looking at places up in in Worcester actually, um, and I, I was just like getting things together, and I was like, oh, the, these guys have to come back and finish the carpet. So I took a walk over there before I went to the gym, and they were like, yeah, but um, let us know when your mum is back in 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 the country, and then she can come and do. It. I was like, like I'm twenty six, nigga. Like, <laughs> like, and then, like, I go to to buy an energy drink at Tesco, and like, can I see some ID, please? I'm like, this is happening. I, I'm trying like, to think if I didn't know you, would I ID you if you came into my shop today? I'm trying to imagine, would I consider IDing you? Like, it's it's hard to it's it's hard to to remove that. Like, okay, I think it depends think. on what I'm wearing. If I'm wearing a football shirt, I think you have to ID me. If I'm wearing like one of my vests, you can't. I I don't like like I'm not saying I'm I'm like a big massive bodybuilder, but I do not have. I have the face of a sixteen year old for sure. Fine, my hair's rarely ever combed. Fine, I'll give you that. Um, but my overall physique does not scream sixteen years old. It's, it, no. it's, it's you know it it, it screams. Like twenty one. <laughs> <It's, laughs> um, it definitely does not scream pubescent 
child. Like it absolutely screams adult. It's, it's, it's without question. Without question. It's my face. It's a little bit of like because there's people who I were like kids are teenagers, and side by side, I look like I'm one of their friends. So it's like. I, 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 it's, a, it's a constant struggle here because when I coach football, for example, the kids look older than me. So like yeah. we're going to a game and the opposition manager comes up. He's like, which one of you guys are the coach? The motherfucker wearing, you know, the clear, obvious coaching uniform <laughs> that says coach on the back. You, you know, like three of my players have beards, like full on beards and I don't. And they're like fucking 16 years old. I'm like, oh, for fuck. Like, I mean, the lack of facial hair really doesn't help, to be fair. I'm trying, okay? Like, I, I, I've never been able to grow a beard. It's just, it's just, I don't, yeah. That's fine. I don't need to grow a beard. But the, like, I've always wanted a beard, Joe, you know? A beard uh, is, like, the thing I've always wanted. Like, like when, like, our friend Toga, like, you know, he, he's got really short, like, he's, like, I don't want to say it. Like, he's losing his hair, but he's Turkish, which means he has, like, the full-on beard, and he looks like he will murder you because <laughs> on principle, because like he has the angry, like man look. And I'm like, that's a, like, look, that's a guy you don't want to fuck with. And when you have your beard out, I'm like, that's a You look like a fucking lumberjack. And I'm just like, when Skinny am I going to get this? Like my older brother got his first beard at like, he got his late as well. Like 20, well, 26, 27. I'm like, my time is now, right? My time just is now. The, just like, around the corner. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I'm literally going to be, um, like, fresh-faced and, you know, let's say black don't crack. Uh, it's not going to have an opportunity to crack at this point. So, I'm going to say, you do have very good skin. Like, you look, you do have, like, you don't have skin like me or, like, old, like people who look older tend to, which is a good thing. That's good. Yeah, but... Yeah, you do look. I, I like think the, the problem is I remember what you looked like when you were sixteen. So for me, like, you look you look so different between those two in my head, but there's so many differences. But none of those like necessarily mean up, like in age. It it necessarily means better looking. <laughs> ah. It's more it's more linear. It's it's more like linear rather than oh no sorry it's more horizontal like you know from from a changeover rather than it being like you know a vertical like <laughs> incline up the age bracket i guess it's hard to say it's like i, I do more time and i was like we we're doing these drills and this guy was like yeah like how old are you mate and i was like 26 he went fuck off i'm like i will <laughs> i will <laughs> like it's like oh because like, i was about to say you're really good like for your age i'm like so i'm not good for my age anymore <laughs> It's like, oh, it's like, you know, and, and that's something like I, I take, like, I'm taking really seriously at the moment. Like, I've always been like a bigger guy. So I like set a challenge. I'm going to lose um, this amount of weight. Uh, I'm in the gym, like at least three days a week doing certain programs. And even at the gym, like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm working on my deadlifts and getting my deadlifts, like my weight up in, in deadlifts. And I'm working on that a lot. And um, the guy was like, yeah, yeah, but like at your age, you should be, that's like, should be the number you're hitting. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually 26. And the guy was like, well, that's still a good, that's still a good, that's still a good weight. You know, like people <laughs> peak different. I'm like, so I said, how old do you think I am? He said, oh, but like about 18, 19. I'm like, that's better than 
then most people give me. But it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. The minute I put on shorts and like any sort of shirt that isn't a black slim fit, people just go, yeah, he's like a teenager. I mean, now I'm just imagining you in a black slim fit and shorts and just like the menace, <laughs> the menace I see coming towards me. The menace to society, you know? <laughs> That's but, some but, that's some energy right there. But even then, like, I, I know it was difficult because, like, I I dealt with, like, I didn't know how to segue into this, but it did it itself. Like, I dealt with like harassment and all that stuff. Like, and part of dealing with that was when I had to phone the police and deal with this. They immediately went, "Oh, um, they came round and they were like." do you have any like parents we can talk to? And I was like, what? Like, uh, and I was just like, okay, cool. And then I realized my age and, and things like that. And then I was discussing it with them. And this is where like, you're typing something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm typing okay. something. What do you, <laughs> why'd you bring attention to me? <laughs> I was like, I was like, um, no, I was like, how do I? It's <laughs> like, what's happening? He's typing. No, I was like, um, <laughs> like as we're as we're approaching like the closing bit here, like I was dealing with a lot of just har- harassment over the past three or four years, and it, it's and I, I came here, I'm looking at the stack of, of of fucking papers. I'm like, I'm gonna expose like this. I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna do, and then before we started, I was like, I'm gonna have a shower. I'm just like crying in the shower, Joe. Um, I spent about four years just being constantly harassed by what I thought was one person. Turns out to be four um, plus. And you saw it firsthand. Uh, If if you know me personally, then you saw it firsthand. And it was like a lot to deal with and there's a lot to cope with. And to this day, um, I still get messages. Um, Now it's focused on like, it's very racially based at the moment. And... um, I, you know, I look at the sack of papers and it has like the, my witness statement has the police report. It has um, a letter from the police saying that the person who's, who did it has been formally warned. I have four of those letters could have been warned four times. I have the official police caution. I, I've got like just a mountain there. And I was just thinking to myself, after all of this, why are you, you going to post a podcast discussing mental health on, on, on social media? And I realized that I, I I don't live for them, and that was part of my problem in life. I spent like a better part of four years barely living a life, and it was the reason why Sealy Worlds exists is because the concept of this is I stopped living, and I had bad things happen to me in threes. It seems like right. I my, my uncle passed away like middle of November. And I said, I need to discuss this. But there was no, no one was really around. Everyone sort of like left. And I posted it on Instagram as my first post. And straight away I got a message from someone saying, oh, you're a stupid nigga. I was like, fuck, great, cool. And then it started again, it started again, started again, started again. And it kept on doing it. And they couldn't message me. So they had to use the Instagram like business inquire page because my my account is a public figure account. And fuck me, it was unrelenting. 
they're like, you got to join your uncle in hell and, and this, that, this, that, you'll hang yourself, you're a coon. Like all of the racial like slurs in the world. And then I just, I just, I, I broke down. It, it, it was, it was, it was bad. That was one. Back in September, somebody messaged me and they said, I hope you fucking die, you homophobic slur nigger. They sent it from their actual account by accident. And <laughs> I, let the, I, let, I just kept it there for an hour and I didn't respond. And I went, wrong account, mate. And straight away, because I remember uh, my, my partner at the time, I was on the phone to her when it came in. I just went silent. She's like, hey, what the fuck are you? <laughs> like, minus the, my, she, don't, she don't swear like that. But um. She doesn't talk like that in general. She doesn't talk like that at all. Um, like, I just, I, I just, I just dealt, I just internal, I didn't tell her. And that was a mistake on my part. And I was like, I, I can't tell her what's happened because in my head, my problems don't matter. And I got a stream of those messages in September and the guy was then going, oh, I got hacked. It wasn't me. And I was like, I know it's you because I post an Instagram story. And that's all I did. I posted Instagram stories up until that post about my uncle. And you're the first one to view it. And it was like, well, that doesn't mean anything. And I was like, I could tell everyone that it's you. And then he throws down a trump card of destiny. He goes, if you do this, I'm going to cause harm to myself and somebody else. So then I phone the police and the police come around. I phone the police three days later. Now, I'm not telling my partner any of this at the time my partner any of this the police tell me off for not contacting them straight away and to this day i still get the racist abuse but it's not from that person at all it's from somebody else and i'm just like okay this is the shit we're dealing with right and i'm just thinking about all this now i'm like what exactly, <laughs> like, why would you even spend your time doing that to somebody? But focusing on me now, I spent four years of my life hiding because of that. I just, you know, I'm not crying, you are. Um, Did you say three things, by the way? Because you said it, everything comes in freeze, but I feel like you said two. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, like... <laughs> Um, there's a, a relationship ending doesn't it? I don't really care I do care it's a problem um, but also I can't like it's a bad thing yeah that's the three yeah. but um, I don't know man like th there's a lot um, yeah I don't know that, that, that's that's like a big issue for me. I think the issue for me is that like I, I it was four years of this shit and it, it hurt me a lot and it hurt people around me a lot. And it the issue I have with it now is that in September when I got that original message, like I I felt like at the time my partner like she didn't need to hear it because my problems don't matter and it's not relevant. Like it felt like there was no room for that to exist. And it was breaking me slowly. 
and it was so, like so many other things I just couldn't I couldn't be as emotionally vulnerable as I could and it just like hurt us it hurt me it hurt her everyone around but what it actually did was it broke me to a point where I reverted back to just acting like I was strong mm-hmm. and turns out when you act like something you're not something and it took another friend of mine to like in early November to be like yo you've been like this for four years you are a dead man walking so when I see you I barely see you it's just a version of you and it's either you (laughs) you have a choice to make in how you live your life because right now you're not living you're not alive. You're just waking up and you're doing things. So either you make the change and you start doing something or something really bad is going to happen to you. And the last thing anyone needs is you not being here. Agreed. And um, that broke that that broke the camel's back and I was like I'm not gonna let let this dictate my, my life in that way is 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 hurt a lot and I sit, look at that stack of paper and I could be like oh I could do this I could do that I could I don't need to I don't need to it, it's just this is a this is it like you know <laughs> We we go from here and it's a new year, yeah. it's a new beginning, it's a new thing, new oh, thing we're fucking doing. New year's shit, I hate all that shit, <laughs> mate. Well, Wait. you can't help it. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we happened. are. We just start this on the fourth of January, so. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, um, it's, it's, I, I, I have nothing like that at the moment. That's which I can count. So, so I, I've, I've had other things more recently with up, uprooting and sh- shifting my life to where I wanted it to. It, nothing like what you're dealing with, because that's your life being uprooted by other people, <laughs> which is a very. You know what? I would say, I'm gonna say dealt with. I'm mm. gonna say dealt with because it's now in the past like i got a diagnosis of ptsd very early on um i was given a social worker which is weird and strange to do just to like to discuss openly interesting um and this has happened this happened like three or four years ago now and i got my social worker it it like now would be approaching two years and i i haven't been able to like appreciate really good people in my life and because of this and it's hurt and that there was a time where like every single day I would get a message of some sort and I like it just, it was just it it felt like what I was dealing with didn't matter to people and now here we are uh, we're doing a fucking podcast and I am so fucking open with with my shit now I'm so like emotionally vulnerable but also I'm actually available so mm. I, I I can actually have like these conversations where where I take in shit and actually like understand what's happening and it took a while to fucking get there yeah that conversation where my friend said you're dead man walking and like this like 
she go like she literally said to me, "Hey, you are you're like someone sent a message and it's breaking you, and you're not telling your partner because because what you think that they don't care? Of course they fucking care. They're with you, you know. Yeah. And it that on therapy, it, it woke me up. It did. But hey, um, a, a good point to point. A good thing to point out: you have actually been having therapy more recently. Something which I oh, haven't yeah. had in the way that you've had, but like, it's seemingly been very good as well. You know, like not not literally changing everything because that's not how that works. But like having that opportunity to just talk to someone in that way, and I mean, if it's helped you become more easily able to open up and feel you know, a, a, a kind of reciprocity from that experience, then that's brilliant. Yeah, like, it, it's it's done that. Like, I, you know, I, it sounds weird to say, I do matter in the world, and, you know, if something happens to me, people will care. And that is something I, I did not believe um, literally at all up until middle of November. I was building towards it. I was working towards it. It was on a journey towards it, but it took a last minute push from people like, well, from one person made a big push. Therapy made a, a really big push in that week. And then my uncle passing away, funny enough, tipped it over the edge where I was like, I, I need, I need to progress with life. And I'm happy I'm doing it with you. I'm happy that I'm, I'm like working in a positive direction for the first time in what feels like forever. And, you know, to anyone listening to this, I don't know how much I'm going to edit this all out, but like you matter in the world and I want you to know that you matter. And I want, we, <laughs> we want you to know that um, whether you like this show, you hate this show, just in, Try your best to enjoy it, man. Enjoy the life we have here, okay? Um, I don't. He he can't speak for me. I I don't. <laughs> I don't feel that way. <laughs> no, no. I I I love you. You know that. Um, yeah, I. Man. It's it's a it's. This has been a, a long relationship, which has meant the world to me. Um, and doing this is really. I, I don't know if I ever really expected it to get to this point where we would actually be kind of talking about this in this way. But like, it's been, it, it's, I mean, yes, to, in all, in all, you know, realness, like, I, I don't know if I expected to reach this point in life at a certain point in my life. So like, this is a, this is obviously like, that. there's a, gratitude is the wrong word for it. It's, it, there's a, there's an essence of understanding of where I am now, which is a terrible sentence. Um, that sounded great to me. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a recognition upon myself in existence at this moment where I feel... Uh, I, 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 it, it's hard to say, like, but there's, there's lots of quotes that people talk about and say, and there's ways that people can feel this in the moment where they kind of are just aware that they're existing and they're aware that they're alive and they're aware and they look around and it feels weird and they, and they or they're like in a conversation and they're listening to someone and they just 
feel the moment and it feels like everything led to either this moment or just led to the larger construct of their journey and the the flow of time and everything that just feels not right but somehow that like it all makes sense and and that somehow like and there's 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 a sort of like week towards the future of like i'm curious where this goes but there's never like a real obsession it's more like a genuine enjoyment of what's happening right this moment and now and like i mean i i want to have the the next episode that we do i want to talk i want to talk so much about that whole experience of realizing that you matter because my god was that a long time uh thing and i forget it on a daily basis uh as even now even though i recognize it like i almost recognize it like cognitively that that's true and i would just forget emotionally that that's true so often um that's a whole thing i want to talk about but it's like a real i think a real almost like anchor point to 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 reality and life and everything that everyone that you engage with and feel any connection to and if you don't have if you don't feel those connections then just the experience of your waking moment that like it's so it's it's a very important thing and i really appreciate that this is happening <laughs> i really appreciate sitting down in this moment even though i'm not next to you talking to you which i, I you know i wish this was a this was a you know like a we we're sitting in a lounge and we just had like audio technicians around us fucking like working this out while we just that'll come, that'll and, come, and, that'll come. And, and do whatever the fuck we want just talking to each other like this is this is still good enough like you know yeah. like the journey that we've both taken um I've, I've rambled on the last few minutes, but you know, from 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 having police reports to having to caution people who have been harassing and being you know awful to me, to realizing that um, to refusing to talk and be open with people who who I love or or, or like who I love and loved. Um, to acting like, you know, we're made from stone, um, to understanding and realizing, oh, okay, I actually was a victim of something and I have PTSD and I need to heal. Um, To where I am now, where after like three or four years, I'm alive again, (laughs) it feels like. Um, You know, I have a tear in my eye, more than one. And it's like, that's the journey that I've been on. And then I see the journey that you've been on. And I'm just like, well, um, my cat is meowing at me. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> piece of shit. I'm alive too. Emotional. Yeah. For how long? <laughs> like, you know, uh, now nah, like, and then like seeing your, your journey as well. I've seen it up close and personal for the most part. I'm like, yeah, we're at this point because, because, well, there's no reason why we're just here, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that might be the good time to end. And um, let's see what, what I need to. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll beat myself this bit. Album coming out. It's called the Happiness Project. We referenced it earlier. Um, <laughs> it, maybe maybe I've edited a bit out. Who knows? But yeah, uh, that's coming out. Hopefully by the end of this month. I'm trying to get it all mastered and all that stuff. Um, this will be uploaded onto 
most places you can get podcasts on uh, Instagram at I am Alex Cupid, and that's where I'll probably post a few clips. I expect the clips to be more shut up, cat, um, to be more uh, like spreading than the actual podcast itself to begin with, and that's fine. Um, we are going to improve audio wise. Um, I'm going to maybe buy your microphone, whatever. As a late I Christmas present, I can buy my own mic, mate. Just <laughs> you don't have to. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. You know, but yeah, um, guys, if you're struggling with anything at all, there are options. I know I shot on Samaritans earlier. I didn't mean to shit on them. A very useful resource. Very useful. Uh, the anxiety to speak about it is, is a problem, but if you can overcome that, Samaritans is there for you. There's also various numbers like Young Minds have a decent service as well. There's also a texting service. Uh, there's your GP. There's so many ways you can actually access mental health support. Um, if you also just want to vent about something, you can you can shoot me an email at the Prince of Hearts, Alex Cupid at gmail.com. Um, that I I'm not even gonna explain it. Just it is what it is. Um, the Prince of Hearts, Alex Cupid. Yeah. At gmail.com. At you gmail.com. Can, okay. You can send me an email. Um, a few years back, I was getting loads of emails like that as well. So I'm unhappy to to do them. If you want it to be read out for whatever reason, then you can. Um, no one's going to send me an email to begin with, but hey. <laughs> also, no, no, I, I I assume no, like, promises that if someone asks something to be read out or whatever, that it will be. It's just if, in... Maybe it's helpful for a discussion point or whatever I imagine in the future that we might be like, hey, this is something that, or if it's like a question or something that we actually like, I don't know, feel somewhat capable of like talking around, um, not even necessarily answering, but just talking around them. Yeah, that could be a thing. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, guys, I think that um, there's a lot to actually be taken. Um, we've been talking for one hour 17. I think that I'm probably going to cut off a whole middle chunk of this, guys. So it'll probably only be like 45 minutes long. In which case, great shit. Enjoy it. Uh, um, <laughs> anything else to add, Joe? Um, uh, you can find me on nothing because I'm not interested in being found. Um, but no, I think maybe, I mean, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll get more involved in certain things, but I'm going to keep my, my, my shit too. To, I'm pretty much just not interested in in, in 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 that sort of side of things. So, yeah, not not too much. Um, it's I, I I can't really explain in any number of small. It, my God, you can see it already happening. That I can't in a small number of words really explain what I mean. It's it's a thing that you'll notice over the course of this uh, this series um, that I will struggle to explain anything within a, a brief succinct sentence and when it does it's kind of a miracle so i nothing more can be said from my part than there's a lot more to understanding yourself than you think there is and there's a lot more of you to understand than you think there is and uh, just as much as there is just as much as you feel you don't understand other people, there is like just as much you're not getting on your own side. 
and in many ways like both the experience of others and the experience of yourself there's a there's a relationship there with with you know the the positive um ways in which that can benefit you and other people go come from that understanding so if we can help you with some understanding of people or if our experiences help give you an understanding of yourself that's all we want to be doing and that's all i have that's that's such a nice thing to do that's such a i I just like conversation being a, a way to heal uh people and that's kind of the that's that's the that's what we're going for it's certainly not we're we're really just trying to do the the bare simplest minimum of just having a conversation <laughs> and we'd love to have you know people you know talking to us back in ways if you know it's if that's a genuine like thing that we actually start doing and start having that then yeah yeah we, I'm gonna... this is all sort of free form i believe <laughs> like largely yeah. speaking i need we'll I have, like, to record maybe... the intro um bit. yeah so what we're going to do we're going to stop this and go quickly record that and then go. So I'm going to end this podcast by saying what I'm now going to try and say at the end of every single poetry performance. I'm going to take, nah, I can't say I. We're going to take two steps to the rear and get out of here. We're in the wind. See ya. Bye.